Welcome back. You are listening to the original Handle Your Scandal podcast. I'm your host, Mara Watkins. Mara W. Mara, whatever is clever for you. But yeah, welcome back. First, I want to apologize for the quality of the audio for my welcome back, uh, my other welcome back episode. You know, I have a few every few months. But I want to apologize for the audio quality. Um, I had the recording audio volume down, but not all the way down, but very low compared to what I usually keep it at. And it made the audio not the greatest. I literally spent so much time editing the audio of that episode, but I couldn't figure it out. I'm not a tech girly, you know, Um, so... Sorry about that, Um, but turn it all the way up and hear it because there was a lot said there. Speaking of which, thank you to everyone who reached out after the last episode. I appreciate everyone that checked in so much. It's funny because I've had friends tell me that they listen to my podcast as a way to check in with me and my life when we're not able to talk regularly just because, you know, we're all so busy. And one, I've always found that funny because I'm very inconsistent at best (laughs) of posting episodes. But yeah, I can imagine how wild it was to listen to that episode because like I said, I didn't share most of the stuff um, when I was going through it with anyone really, a few people maybe, but I can imagine how wild it was to listen to all of that as a check-in with me. So thank you to everyone who reached out. Like I said, I'm in a happier place. I'm in a better place. Um, I'm thriving, 29 and thriving, not 30 yet, Um, but low-key, ready for the 30s. I don't know. A lot of people feel a way about turning 30 and they're all like sad and stuff, but I just like the 20s, y'all. The 20s were, they left much to be desired, the decision-making. You know, I don't think the writers really knew where they wanted to take the plot in the 20s, I'm ready to be 30. But anyways, um, I really almost didn't publish that episode just because I felt like I was sharing too much of my business. But hey, if it can help one person going through something similar, then it was worth it. Um, But yeah, I was terrified to publish that episode. And I think at some point I even said, I'm not afraid to post this episode. Yeah, I was lying. Definitely afraid. Definitely was rethinking the whole thing up until it was published. And then once it was published, I was like, it's out. So it is what it is. (laughs) But don't think even like three days after I posted it, I wasn't contemplating taking it down because I was, (laughs) you know, moment of honesty here. But if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and do so and then come back to this one. I promise it's worth the listen. It's a little bit longer for a solo episode, but, you know, just pop it on, listen to it in chunks if that's what you got to do, but you definitely want to listen to it. So as far as this week's episode goes, I'm going to be giving, you know, a little, a little life update of sorts. Nothing like the last episode. This one's actually fun only because I mentioned it in the ending-ish of last episode, but last weekend I went to the Kehlani concert here in Vegas. Um, I also paid for like this ultimate VIP experience, which included meet and greet and sound check before the show. 
However, Kehlani got sick before the Vegas show and actually had to cancel a few shows before that. So I wasn't sure if the concert or anything else was happening until like a few days before. But anyways, so the meet and greet check-in is like from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. And I had read on Twitter somebody missed it by like a few minutes and then wasn't able to do meet and greet. So on my way there, I'm just rushing. I get there at like my Uber literally drops me off at like 4.52. So I'm just like trying to sprint through the Cosmo Hotel because um, the concert's at Chelsea Theater. Everything's over there. And I'm like sprinting through this damn hotel. Luckily, I was wearing my docks and pants. If I had worn the skirt I was going to wear, it would have been a mother sight to see. Okay. <laughs> it would have been a sight to see. But anyways, so I'm running, whatever. I finally get there. I check in. I'm like, okay good to go. So we're standing in line for the meet and greet and um, one of her team members comes out and says Kaylani is still kind of not feeling the greatest so she's not going to be able to talk. Don't think she's being rude. Um, she's just trying to preserve her voice for the concert. And me, y'all know me, I like to talk. Hello, we're literally listening to a podcast where I'm just talking. <laughs> but I'm like, that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. They can listen to me. I love to talk. And everyone in the line is like laughing at me, but I'm dead serious. But I wasn't sure what I wanted to say to them just because, I mean, Kehlani is one of the artists I probably listen to the most. Um, I know for a fact it was good until it wasn't was in my top two most listened to albums in 2020 when it came out. Was that 2020? What year are we in? Anyways, whenever it came out, I'm sorry, the time blends together, but um, that was definitely in my top two most listened to albums. And I just love them as an artist. I've always admired their ability to, like each project kind of reflects where she's at in her life in that moment. And I've always admired that as a creator as well, just the way they're able to do that. But anyways, my turn comes up and I put my stuff down. And this whole time I'm in line, I'm just thinking, I just have to say something. Like, I can't not say anything. So finally, I walk up to them and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. <laughs> just like that. I love you so much. <laughs> and loud as hell. I know it caught her off guard. She definitely looks startled. And <laughs> I just... <laughs> Like, the more I think about it, the funnier it is because I literally was screaming at them. But anyways, so we post for our picture, which honestly, I'm still not even sure how it came out because we haven't gotten them yet. But hopefully I don't look too wild because everything just happened so quickly that I don't even know if I was posing how I, like, if I looked good in the pose. I don't know. But anyways, we'll see when the pictures come out. I'll post it unless I really, really hate it. Then I won't post it and it'll just be for me, myself and I. We're two Queen Beyonce. After the picture and all that, I turn around again and I tell them, I say, thank you so much for sharing everything with us. And she puts her hands over her heart and like, I don't know how to describe what she did, but it was really sweet and really precious, and I was really happy I was able to have that moment. 
So now fast forward to the sound check and it's more so like a Q&A and then they check the sound with one song at the end and for curious minds who are also K-Lottie fans, the song that the sound check was was Water. But anyways, this whole time my adrenaline has been like through the roof the whole day because, you know, I was afraid I was going to miss the check-in and then I'm, you know, trying to figure out what I'm going to say, how I'm going to pose, all these things. So the sound check is like the first time I'm able to just calm down, like calm my ass down. (laughs) And at this sound check, there were so many great questions asked, but one question that still stands out when I think about that night is someone asked Kehlani about advice as far as how they reached being healed or something along those lines. Like the verbiage used was like being completely healed from something. I wish I had recorded their question, but I pressed record when Kehlani was answering. And before Kehlani gives advice, she says, um, and I would put the clip in here, but I don't know if that's allowed and I don't want to have to ever deal with anything legal in that aspect. So maybe I'll just post the story of it on the Instagram stories uh, when this episode comes out. But Kehlani goes on to say, and I did type this out exactly as they said it. She says, erase the idea that you're ever going to be healed from your entire state of mind. None of us on the face of this planet will ever be healed. We will always be in a constant state of healing and the world is always going to get crazier. So we're just going to keep adapting to the chaos. Y'all. When I tell y'all, that hit me like a ton of bricks, maybe even a truck. It hit me in my whole body. And I realized in that moment that I have been striving to be healed for a long time from things that I talked about in the most recent episode and other things that I've talked about on the internet and some stuff probably I will never speak about to anyone besides my therapist. (laughs) But I feel like many of us can relate to that, right? We spend our lives trying to be completely healed. And that is setting us up for failure because truthfully, there's always going to be some shit to heal from. Truthfully, in my experience of these 29 years, there's always something to heal from. And the gravity of those things differ, but there are always things to heal from. And it reminded me of when I told one of my dear friends a few years ago after my Nana died um, in 2018 that I was feeling lost and I just wanted to get back to myself. And she gently reminded me that I couldn't get back to that self because that self no longer existed. Um, Grief, you know, changes us fundamentally. And I understood what she was saying, um, but what I had meant was that I knew I would never be that girl again, but I just wanted to feel not lost and grounded or something. I just wanted to feel like I was existing as myself and not just aimlessly existing, if that made sense. And thinking about this this conversation and you know, Kaylani talking about the journey of healing, I couldn't help but realize that I feel 
the most grounded and in a state of healing when I do a few things. So I thought for this episode, I would just share what those things are just in case anybody else was um, having similar feelings or similar aspirations or goals of healing and existing in a state of healing as opposed to a state of hurt or traumatized or whatever have you. And obviously my first tip, which I won't lay out as a list in these tips, but generally if you can't afford it, therapy helps so much. Um, I can never stress that enough, but this is non-therapy tips um, because, you know, unfortunately for me, I can't just camp out in my therapist's office and, you know, talk to her whenever. So I have to do non-therapy things to regulate myself and my emotions and my well-being um, in my journey of healing. So that's what this episode is going to touch on. So for now, I'm just going to share three tips for working towards healing. Um, The first tip is going to be having some sort of wellness routine. In the sound check, Kehlani, her answer was something along the lines of having a spiritual routine or something, something similar to that. I would have to go back and listen to the video. But that was what she suggested, and I agree with that. But I also think just having a wellness routine is a good starting point just because, you know, spiritual journeys differ for people, and that can also be part of your wellness. Um, And I would go as far to say it should be part of your wellness routine. But, you know, I'm not in the, like, I'm not going to get into the specifics of mine. Um, So I'm just going to just say that as a note. A wellness routine, again, is very specific to the individual. What makes me feel well and whole and like I'm healing is going to be different than whoever you are listening to this or my besties or my parents or whoever. But for me, a lot of my wellness is rooted in physical movement, working out, things like that, dancing, I notice that I feel the most out of sync with myself and hurt and not in a state of healing when I neglect my workout routines. Um, When I don't work out for days at a time, I can literally feel um, everything feeling like the end of the world. That sounds so dramatic, and if you know me in real life, I am dramatic, but it's really the truth. If I don't work out on a consistent basis, um, I genuinely feel like I'm at my wit's end um, all the time. It is such a good way for me to regulate myself and just have a few minutes, an hour, where I'm focused on that. I might have actually mentioned this in an episode before. Because it's giving deja vu, but (laughs) what does it hurt to say it again? But yeah, so physical activity is part of my wellness routine. Um, Just having either a night routine or something I do generally to get myself ready for bed is also really important for my state of healing. Um, 
and just slowing down. I feel like a lot of my stress just comes from moving too quickly through life, comes from not really appreciating life as it is happening. So anytime I can have something in my routine that makes me calm down and just be present is really important. Um, What I'm trying to get back to is my nighttime skincare routine after my showers because I notice that when I do that consistently, my body is just in this state of calm and, you know, I'm scrubbing the cleanser on and rinsing it off and then doing this serum and doing that. Um, And it's really just, it's like meditation without sitting there meditating, if that makes sense. It's just the repetition of those steps that signal to my body, you know, we're calming down, it's time for rest. Um, And I think that rest is so important to healing. Um, You know, we live in this grind culture of sorts, hustle, no sleep. And I think that one, I don't subscribe to any of that. But two, um, that's how a lot of people avoid things they have going on. Truthfully, um, I know myself, I would always stay busy when there was other things I didn't want to process or I didn't want to deal with. So just taking time to slow down is very important to working towards healing for me. Um, And I could go into more depth with this particular wellness routine. I really feel like that's generally what my whole brand is about, Musings of Mara handling your scandal, they're all kind of tied into wellness. But I definitely think physical activity for me and having some kind of nighttime routine to get my body ready for rest because sleep is usually the first thing to go when I'm going through something. Um, When I was going through all I was going through that I talked about in the last episode, I was maybe, if I was lucky, getting five hours of sleep a night. So anything I can do to regulate that is so important on my journey of healing. The next tip for working towards healing for me is intentionally making time to spend with my family and friends. This one is really probably the hardest one for me because whenever I'm going through it, going through it, my default is to kind of shut myself off from the world like Rapunzel or something. And honestly, that is... That just makes it worse, and particularly when I was diagnosed with depression, you know, it's really hard to fight your mind when you want to, like, become a recluse and just stay away from people and just be sad by yourself. Um, And I do think that there's time where that may be necessary, but also (laughs) I remember this tweet, and it says something along the lines of, like, being with your friends reminds you that life is worth living. And honestly, in the last year and a half, that has never been more true for me. If I go to dinner with my girls or whatever have you, we go dancing, go out, whatever. Yeah, in those moments, it's like, damn, maybe this life thing isn't so bad. (laughs) And, you know, it's so hard to mentally get there. Um, That's why I try to 
make plans in advance so that when the day comes, I don't just stay in. Like if it comes to something um, more spontaneous, then typically I will decline if I'm in a really bad place. But if I make a plan, I don't want to be known as the girly that's always flaking. So even if I like low-key, I'm dreading it. It's kind of like working out. It's like even if I'm low-key dreading it in like the process of getting ready to go to the thing, once I get to the thing or the dinner or whatever it is and I see my friends and we start chopping it up, it's like, oh yeah, this is great. Um, That's kind of how working out is for me. I'll be like, oh my God, I don't want to work out today. But then once you get in those like first five minutes of your bike ride or whatever it is, you're like, oh, I remember why I enjoy doing this so much. So it's kind of similar there. It's just like, instead of thinking about it as I need to sit through this dinner, or I need to sit through this thing. All I focus on is I just need to get there, you know, making it into smaller things, smaller goals, smaller chunks of whatever it is you need to do. Instead of thinking, oh, I just need to like, oh gosh, we're going to be out so long. I'm so tired. I'm sad. I don't really want to go out. Just think, okay, I just need to show up to the place. Order the lift. Order the lift or, you know, drive if you're going to drive. But once you just will yourself to that, it becomes so much easier. In my experience, obviously this is different for different people. But if you're someone who struggles with that like me, set the plan and make your only goal. I just need to show up. If you show up, and you're there with your friends for five, 10 minutes even, and you're like, nah, I just can't do this. Even those 10 minutes of conversation and being around other people and out of your room are gonna do so much that you wouldn't have had otherwise laying in bed, scrolling social media or whatever activity you do when you're just down. And I'm aware that this is harder to do when you're dealing with stuff like anxiety or depression or whatever other um, things could be going on. I know as I struggle with these, but this is what works for me. And, you know, if it works or you want to know if it works, just try it. See what happens. The worst that can happen is it doesn't. But now, you know, and we call that data. (laughs) The last tip I would have is that when on this journey of healing and knowing myself and growing and dealing with trauma and anxiety and depression and whatever else, um, this low-key kind of contradicts my last point, but not really. Everything's about balance, but I think that spending more time with my own thoughts intentionally, though, is definitely one way that I work towards healing. I think that journaling is groundbreaking and I realize that I am able to self-regulate my emotions so much better when I am consistently, intentionally spending time with my thoughts and getting them out. You know, and a lot of people that I know kind of feel a way about journaling and they're like, no, I don't think that would work. And you know what? I think you should just try it. I think, me, I don't journal every day. Should I? Probably, because your girl has a lot of thoughts about a lot of things throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. But I do try to journal at least once a week to check in with myself. Um, I've been more intentional about that in the last few months. Um, And if it's not once a week, it's definitely at least 
once every few weeks. But, you know, just check in with yourself, you know, what is making you sad? What is making you mad? What's making you happy? Let's spend more time with those thoughts as well. But just journaling and spending time with your own thoughts and really, even if you don't write them out, just sitting and thinking about a situation before you respond. Because a lot of times I respond to situations for the way that they triggered me instead of what actually happened. And I'm realizing now that working on healing is to recognize when that happens and not lashing out or, you know, responding emotionally, but realizing that, hey, this is triggering me in this way. And how do I effectively communicate that to this person? Because they probably didn't mean any harm by it. And obviously you have to develop your discernment to determine that. But I'm kind of coming into this place in my life where I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Just because assuming the worst out of people all the time is one, pretty exhausting. Two, it doesn't foster very good relationships. And three, it's just like, we all have stuff going on and you really don't know what somebody meant by something unless you just ask them. And... Sometimes that can be scary, especially for those of us who aren't comfortable with confrontation. I'm not necessarily anti-confrontation, but I do realize that I come off very straightforward and a lot of people are thrown off by that. So I don't like to always confront things because I don't know if people are going to see what I'm trying to say the way I'm trying to say it. But anyways, um... Yeah, I definitely think spending time with your own thoughts, your own triggers, your own emotional reactions, and seeing where is this coming from? Is it actually coming from someone else's behavior that they did? Or is it coming from my own self and my own past experiences? It's very important on this journey of healing. So those are the three things that I personally have been thinking about since Kehlani said that we need to remove the idea of being completely healed from our frame of mind because I agree with that and I'm realizing that healing is something that has to be very intentional. You aren't just healing because you're existing, right? Many people can throw off and distract themselves from things they need to heal from. So... Just having that reminder has put me in this state of mind where now I'm trying to be better about healing and, you know, not just relying on my therapist even for that healing. Because like I said, I see this woman once a week, actually sometimes not even once a week. It really just depends on her schedule and mine, but you know, she can't help me through everything. So I'm definitely trying to be more responsible for that on my own journey of healing. Just remember from this episode, have some sort of wellness routine. Kehlani specifically mentioned a spiritual routine. I didn't get into mine on this episode, but I am working on having one. If that makes sense, that can be prayer, gratitude, stuff like that. That would be tip number one. Tip number two would be intentionally making time to spend with family and friends instead of you know, hiding yourself away. And then number three would be spending more time with your own thoughts. 
and your thoughts, your reactions, all of that. Just analyzing that in a healthy, beneficial way. And I'm saying all these things as three little tips as if they're simple, but they're not. And if you struggle with them, it's okay. But just try to do them. And, you know, any effort is better than no effort when it comes to healing and working towards that healing. If you adapt any of these tips, let me know. Like I said, I'm always welcome to conversation with any listener. So just reach out and let me know how it goes. Let me know if anything from this episode was helpful to you. I am going to wrap it up here because I have a meeting in like 20 minutes, but also I was, you know, I was kind of thrown off with the fact that my last episode was 50 minutes long. So I didn't want this one to be too long just because I like the longer episodes to be when I have guests, which um, hopefully I have guests soon. I've been trying to figure out the remote recording thing again and who I want to have on here. So On that note, let me know if there's anyone you want to hear how they handle their scandal um, because it's been a while since I did another interview. My last one was actually at the end of season one. Granted, season two was really short and we're only five episodes into season three. But yeah, I'm very much overdue for handle your scandal interviews and conversations. I actually enjoy that the most of having this podcast. So if there's anyone you have in mind, let me know. I have a couple of people in mind, but you'll see those when they come to be. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to keep updated with me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Musings of Mara. You can check out my website, themusingsofmara.com, even though there's not too much going on there yet. Um, And if you want to keep up with the podcast, follow at handleyourscandalpod um, on Instagram. And yeah, that's where you can find me and the podcast. Um, That's all I got for this week. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in and make sure to handle your scandal. Okay, bye.